Asia Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. All groups of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning, Good listeners. morning. <laughs> Good morning. And um, welcome from the break. We've come out of the COVID-19 break. And um, Well, technically Giselle. we haven't, Pierre. Technically we are still in the break. We are, uh, for, for listeners at home, we need to let you know that we are recording this show on Friday, the 1st of May, on actually May Day. Um, and... We are in our homes. We're recording this via Zoom. So I can see Pierre and Pierre can see me, but we can't see you, which is normal, actually, for how we do the radio show. That, that's right. That's right. And I'm sure Giselle will be, you know, insult me as usual anyway. So I plan to, you, absolutely. That's right. So um, it is slightly different. But um, while Giselle here, you know, we've broken one of the golden rules of radio, really, that we've actually assume that they can see us and know anything of us but in actual <laughs> yeah. fact, if we actually had gone ahead straight they would have never known i know but you know we don't have that relationship with our listeners pierre we like to have a very different open transparent uh, relationship because many of our listeners we actually bump into on the streets i think i told you <laughs> At a, at a recent demonstration well not recent um, but at a demonstration in melbourne one of our listeners came up to me and said, are you the person who insults Pierre all the time? And I said, I'm, I'm one of many people that insult Pierre all the time. And this comrade said to me, do you two actually like each other? Because sometimes it's hard to tell. And I said, oh, yes, Pierre and I are very, very good comrades. Don't you worry That's about right. that. That's right. We are still here. So on today's show, which is May Day, because it is the Friday, May 1st, We've obviously got the usual roundup of news items. Uh, and um, what's going to be the interview in the second half? In the second half of the show, I spoke with uh, Mishu Mushrefa, who is a union activist in Bangladesh. And we spoke about the anniversary of Rana Plaza. This year is a seven year anniversary. And um, according to Mishu, when I spoke with her, one of the most important details to get across to people is that the workers, the families of the workers who died, 1,134 people died and in excess of 2,500 workers were injured. Nobody has received compensation yet and this is an ongoing battle. And if you think of, obviously, the tragedy of those that died, but those that uh, that survived but were injured 2,500. These are people who lost limbs, who lost significant functionality of their bodies and are unable to continue working. And there is no compensation for them, for their families. Uh, quite a horrendous situation. So that is the second part of the show, of course. May Day, the anniversary of Rana Plaza, and smack bang in the middle of that is International Workers Memorial Day on the 28th of April. So we'll cover off on some of those in the news from around the region. Over to you, And Pierre. of course, yeah, and of course, um, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you every week, almost every week, but usually every week by Australia Asia Worker Links on your favourite community registers, uh, 3CR 
radio. And of course, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, Giselle. That's right. You can find us on the web, all the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter. So find us on those social media platforms. I do also want to say, Pierre, that... Um, Yes, we are still broadcasting on 3CR, even though we're physically not going into the station to do that. Um, Radiothon would ordinarily be coming up in June and we're not able to run Radiothon like we did before, but that doesn't mean that 3CR doesn't desperately and urgently need your support. If you're able to, if you have uh, been one of the lucky ones to escape the economic crisis caused by COVID-19, and you have some funds to spare, please invest in Community Radio 3CR because those staff are working around the clock to keep all of us volunteers on air. I keep getting phone calls from the staff. They're supporting the production of this uh, radio show, uh, Pierre and I working from home to get it, and the staff are there putting it on air. So uh, they desperately need your funds if you're able to. Well said, well said, Giselle. And um, we'll go straight into the news stories where as the first one uh, is about the International Workers Memorial Day, which was on April the 28th. According to the International Labour Organ Organization, the ILO, more than 2.3 million workers die every year as a result of occupational accidents or work-related diseases. This represents a massive total. The great majority of these workers do not die because of mystery ailments or in tragic accidents. They die because an employer decided their safety just wasn't that important as a priority. Workers Memorial Day is on the April 28th every year and all over the world workers and their representatives mark this day. But this day is not only to mourn our dead, but it is to remind us of how much work we have in front of us to make sure all workplaces are healthy and safe. Experience and history has shown that no matter what regulations, legislations or guidelines may exist, the best preventative measure is to have workers organise into independent unions. And moving now to South Korea. On Wednesday, the 29th of April, a fire broke out just after lunch in Incheon, Gyeonggi province at a partly completed cold storage warehouse with two basements and four storeys above ground. Initial reports state that 36 workers have been killed with another 10 injured. At the time of the fire, it's estimated that there were up to 80 workers in the building and not all are accounted for. It's believed that an explosion occurred in an underground level after flammable chemicals caught fire, quickly filling the whole building with toxic smoke. Unfortunately, this blaze was the third devastating workplace fire to hit South Korea in recent years. And of course, that the day after International Workers Memorial Day, Pierre, that you just talked about. So uh, the fight is just completely and utterly necessary for health and safety at work. That's right, that's right. And I think the death uh, toll is actually risen to 39, the latest estimates. Um, we now go to West Asia, to Lebanon. After a pause of a few weeks following the appearance of the COVID-19 virus in their country, the mass protests that have dominated Lebanese political life since last October restarted this week. What brought thousands of people to the streets this week has been the worsening economic conditions that are starting to leave increasing numbers of people with no jobs, no money, and no food. 
in a sign of the current level of tension at least a dozen Lebanese banks across the countries were torched and vandalized during a second, second consecutive night of angry protests. One protester was killed by the army, while hundreds of protesters were injured or arrested. Lebanon has been in a deep financial crisis since last October, with a collapsing currency, soaring inflation and spiralling unemployment. And I am actually uh, working on getting an interview with some of the comrades involved in organising those protests. So hopefully we'll be able to bring you that interview in coming weeks. Moving now to India, when on the 22nd of March, the Indian government headed by Prime Minister Modi declared that within two days, the country was going to go into complete lockdown Millions of workers around the country lost their livelihoods. Worst affected were those workers who had migrated to the big cities and were working as casual or in precarious employment. It's estimated that up somewhere between 50 to 100 million workers tried to return to their towns and villages of origin. Many workers were forced to work as not enough transport was available, but also um, transport was cut off with the lockdown. Many are now surviving in government-sponsored camps. Nevertheless, there are rising protests all around the country with millions of workers and their families facing hunger and destitution. This week in Maharashtra state, a migrant worker was found dead due to hunger in his attempt to walk 1,400 kilometres back to his village. In the meantime, Many Indian politicians have been whipping up anti-Muslim hysteria by claiming that Muslims are intentionally spreading COVID-19 virus, while in New Delhi, the local police have used this period to harass and arrest activists that have been involved in the protests against the government's Citizenship Amendment Act. Quite a horrific story, um, that one. Uh, we now go to, to, we go to today, which is May Day, and... Of course, uh, most of our listeners would know that the 1st of May became a day for workers on the 1st of May 1886, when more than 300,000 workers in acro across the United States walked off the jobs to protest against low wages, bad working conditions and anti-organising laws. The day caught the inspiration of workers around the world and May 1st is now recognised as uh, the International Day of Workers. It is marked by actions, event, and protest all around the world. And, um, and of course, uh, here in Australia, there's, there's lots of events going on, and it's, uh, the list is really too long to, um, to list. Um, but while in some countries the day is a public holiday, in other countries, workers face harassment, beatings, arrests, and even death for celebrating this day. The reasons that push the workers in the U.S., a, in 1886, to take action are still the same, with workers all around the world fighting against exploitation, misery and repression. Workers of the world unite. And moving now to Hong Kong, where migrant workers are suffering again under COVID-19. Uh, the arrival of COVID-19 has been a heavy blow for workers everywhere with emergency restrictions, company closures and loss of income. Not surprisingly, it's the poorest and most vulnerable sectors of the working class that are shouldering the biggest burden. In Hong Kong, it's the 400,000 migrant domestic workers, mostly from Indonesia and the Philippines. Sunday, a mandatory day off for domestic workers had previously been their only chance for a break. But now, due to restrictions of movement because of COVID-19, the majority are stuck in their work environments permanently. 
Thus, they now face vastly increased workloads, longer hours, and even more restrictions on their freedom and privacy. Even though they now effectively work seven days a week, they don't receive higher wages. And this is absolutely the case um, for a lot of different workers across the sector. Even... Um, you know, what, what is regarded as the privileged office space workers who are now confined in their home, basically creating every single home out there as a, a workplace without the protections of a workplace. That's right. It'll be interesting to see um, what happens in the next few months. Um, and the last item, we go to Sri Lanka again, uh, uh, issues around the COVID and how workers are treated. Um, in Sri Lanka, the government not only declared a total lockdown from March 20 uh, and mobilised its security forces to police this lockdown, but also instructed police to take action against people who criticise the government on social media. While this lockdown has caused much economic hardship, the country's tea plantations, whose workforce comprises mainly of women from the Tamil ethnic minority, have specifically been left out of any lockdown regulations. Their conditions in the tea plantations are notoriously bad, with even basics like running water not present for workers to use. There have been reports that in some plantations, workers have been issued with masks, but the cost of these are deducted from their wages. In addition, workers and their families are crowded in dormitory-style accommodation. While workers and unions have asked for greater protection, the government has yet to implement better safeguards. And um, I think, um, Giselle, uh, all those stories really show that while uh, a lot of the media and the government say that we're all in it together for this COVID-19, the reality is very, very different. Some, uh, shall we say, are much better able to look after the health than others. Absolutely. Um, I think it is worth trying to reappropriate that expression, we're all in it together. Um, reappropriating it as a class slogan that is all of us across the world in the working class are in it together against the interests of the capitalists. But let's see how that effort goes. That was news <laughs> from around the region, um, some community announcements, and then we'll return with our feature interview for, the morn for this morning. 3CR remains closed to all broadcasters and guests until further notice. The good news is that so many of our programs are producing new shows each week from home. From Lost in Science to Living Free. Done by Law to Defence of Government Schools. Concrete Gang to Chronically Chilled. Mafalda to Music Matters. We're here with compelling content and rousing radio. Listen live or listen later. Tune in, stay safe and keep listening. 3CR Community Radio, here to stay. G'day you mob, Kutcher Edwards here. I just want to send out a message to you all. To stop the spread of COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus, it is advised that you keep 1.5 metres away from each other. Follow rules on social gatherings. Wash your hands when appropriate and stay home if you're feeling sick or unwell. But most of all, keep strong Stay safe and, of course, keep listening to 3CR Community Radio to keep connected to the community. We'll get through this 
and hope to see you real soon. Bye. Um, coming up now is Mushrefa Mishur. She is an activist, a unionist and a political anthropologist in Bangladesh. Um, she founded a network of women workers unionists in the garment industry to fight back against the exploitation and the vicious attacks against um, Bangladeshi garment industry workers. Uh, she's speaking here on the anniversary of Rana Plaza. You know, that pretty part of... Uh April, they found a lot of cracks, cracks in the building. Then the other organizations or others, uh, including banks and other institutions, they they decide not to not to come in this building, not to come their office. But the owner and the staff, they are forcedly, they are forced. They are forcing the workers to work with uh, work in in this building. You know, when the twenty fourth of twenty uh, fourth morning, no one they didn't join the join their office, and there was the bank, and and no people joined their workplace. But only the garment workers, only the workers of Rana Plaza, they were forced to join. The time that workers, workers were very worried and they, they asked the owners that we are very afraid, we are scared. The building showed a lot of cracks, so we feel unsafe, we feel insecure to join the government. Yes, the the owners, owners and the staff, they said everything depends on Allah. That means everything depends on God. So that uh, it depends on God. So that you can, uh, you can bathe and life is depends on God. So that you can go, you can join the works. The workers said, we don't feel safe. We don't feel, we feel very insecure to work in this building because look if every office and including banks they are they closed because they value their lives but you you the owners of the garment you didn't value our life but they didn't the owner side they didn't care and they forced they repeatedly forced workers to join the workers uh, join the work as they go into the factories. Then the workers go in, they join the factory, they join their uh, their, their factories and they uh, start seeing, I mean they start their works. Just immediately after a few minutes the building collapsed. The whole building was collapsed. So you see the, you see it is because uh, it is because the owners didn't value the the workers' life. That's why we we said that it is not an accident. It is because of the neglect of the neglect of the owners. So it is sort of murders. It is sort of murders the workers. 
they didn't because they didn't care about the workers' safety. They didn't care about the workers' lives. We often we often talk about the 1,100 workers that were murdered in the collapse of Rana Plaza, but we don't often talk about the 2,500 that were injured um, and are probably still living with the injuries from the building collapse. What can you tell me about the survivors of Rana Plaza? Well, to say, just a horrible life. They were spending very horrible life because you know the work, the owners. They didn't. They didn't compensate their workers. Number one, and and those who are survivors, they are they are living with with great injuries, you know. And they didn't uh, get any proper proper treatment. If the workers can take the proper treatments, then most of the workers will go to health. They will be they will save their they will save from this type of injuries. But unfortunately, the owners, the government didn't care. We have seen the brands, different brands. They gave the money. This is sort of a, this is not actually compensation. You know, according to the law, according to to law, the owner should should compensate the workers. But its owners, the government owners, the BGMA, they didn't compensate still. So still we are demanding this, demanding to the workers, to the owners, to the government, to BGMA. I think you know BGMA. BGMA is the organization of government owners. We demand we demand for the compensation of workers. The owner of the Rana Plaza, you know, Rana has lot of wealth, lot of properties. Our demand was our demand to the to the government, to the BGMA from this property, Sunil Rana's property. They should compensate the workers and they should they should treatment they should treatment the injured workers but they didn't care. The few days or or fifteen days or twenty days or ten days they were in they were in hospital those who were the grave injured. They were in hospital but after that but after that when they leave hospital or they were, some of them, most of them were bound to leave the hospital because they were not able to continue their treatment. And after that, the, after that, the government and all the government owners, the owners, the BGMA, they, they didn't uh, care. They didn't. They didn't care. The government. The, that injured workers, how they are, 
how they live their life. They didn't care really, actually. And still this situation is continuing. Most of the injured workers, they are living their horrible life, it's very painful life with such grave injured. They're just living this painful life. And what are you calling on the international trade union movement to support? How are you building this internationally? I think the European people should raise their voice to, for, for the highest punishment, for the highest punishment uh, according to our constitution, according to our local, I mean, Bangladeshi constitution, the highest punishment of the owner, the Suhail Rana. And the, old, and the European people, they should raise their voice for the safe and secure working condition. I mean, the accord with strengthening the building, they're trying to strengthen in the building, but the strengthening the building is not really safe the safe and secure the works like you know in the in the factory the owners they are so much apocratic they are so cruel they are so inhuman they didn't care the workers life they abuses the women workers you know here 85 percent of the workers are women and they abuses they slangs the women the women workers and they and they did uh, sexual harassment, sexual harassment to the women workers. The long time we are fighting against this, against this. So and when they raise their voice for their for their ways, then the government owners they call the police, they call the industrial police, and the, and they. All their local local uh, hoodlums to uh, to attack the uh, attack the government workers, and if if the government if uh, the government workers raise their voice for the holidays, they just for their holidays. You know, the, according to law in Bangladesh, the two days is the government holiday, but workers. After long struggle, after long movement of uh, here, we continue a long fight. After that, the owner admitted one day, one day holiday, that's at Friday. But most of the time, we have seen that most of the garment garment owners, they they were they just uh, forced to work. In the in the uh, on 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 Friday and and it is not overtime, so they, in fact the workers they don't have any holiday, and the work but the and the place is not really secured because government owners didn't feel any secured here. So if they if if, if they raise their uh, raise their demands, then government owners they just fire them every day there are thousands of the, the, the hundreds of workers that they fired from the factory 
without any compensation. It is completely, completely the violation of law. It is completely the violation of our constitution. It is completely the violation of human rights and workers' rights. So this brands and the people of the of the European people, if they raise this issue, I I think uh, I think it will uh, it will work. Yes, and now we demand the our our organization. We demand the increased salaries. And that was Mishu Mushrefa speaking about the seven-year anniversary of Rana Plaza. Pierre, that brings us to the end of our first pre-recorded COVID-19 isolation Asia-Pacific currents. I think we did okay. That, I think we did very well. And it's fitting that it's on, on May Day. And uh, we do apologise for our listeners that we it took us a few weeks to... Uh, so to work out how long this was going to go, because originally the station had said it was only going to be a three weeks break, but uh, as things turned out. But yes, and what reminds me of that interview about uh, about Bangladesh was that I was going to uh, try and fit in a story about uh, Bangladesh in the mini news, but really I couldn't because garment workers there are really in a dire strait as, as well. So... Um, I think that's all really, isn't it? That's right. Thank you. So um, uh, as we mentioned at the start of the show, the program is being recorded on a Friday. Our news is up to date as of Friday um, and we broadcast on a Saturday morning from 9 o'clock. We will be back next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock with more news and current affairs from the Asia-Pacific region. Please stay tuned to 3CR Support Community Radio. And as far as we're aware, coming up next is... Palestine remembered, but who knows? Stay tuned to 3CR and be pleasantly surprised. I'm Giselle Hanna. Pierre Morrow and have a great uh, week.